a Sunday like this, you know, at least once a year where we do something that where we ask people to uh, maybe dig a little bit deeper, to look into what they can do, and to understand some godly principles that, that surround it. And, and, and so today, we're going to do that. Well, my name is Pastor Todd, and along with my wife, Jan, we're the lead pastors here at Eastside City Church. And so I am, in a few minutes, going to talk to you about the correlation between money and seed, or how our money is seed. But I want you to understand, before I completely dive into this, that I understand that many families right now are facing incredible challenges. Uh, I understand what's going on in the world. I'm facing it myself as a as just a human being. It doesn't matter whether you're a leader or you're not a leader. The uh, skyrocketing inflation, the, the difficulty that things are, how much goods cost compared to last year. In fact, um, being that I'm from America, we actually celebrated American Thanksgiving uh, this week as a family, and I couldn't believe how much a turkey cost. I mean, it was it was ginormous. In fact, I actually got a deal on one because uh, the, the ones I looked at were like $70 for a 15-pound turkey. I know that's scary, isn't it? Uh, I happened to get one for $48. I feel like God spared me. But I know a lot of people are like, $48 is crazy. You see, everything costs more today than it did a year ago. And I believe it's putting great pressure on people. And so... I believe this, though, that God is our provider, that God cares about us, that God sees where we're at. And, and, I, and I believe that, that we are called to be reminded of that, that we serve a God whose name, one of his names is Jehovah Jireh, which means God's provision will be seen. And so I believe that his provision is going to be seen as we continue to trust him and, and step into the things that we have for him. And so how do you break through financial challenge? I mean, that's a question that I, I think many of us might want to know. And here's the crazy part of it. It goes completely counterintuitive to what we would normally think, and that is to give. It's to give some of our finances, or in what we would say in spiritual terms, some of our seed. You see, the Christian life is a life of giving. It's giving our, our time, it's giving of our talents and our resources to see that God's word and his message and his kingdom moves forward. Would you agree with me? Yes. That God wants to move forward, especially in this day more than ever. And I believe that today, God wants to capture something for each and every one of us when it comes to our finances. And I think this, and I believe this, that what I'm going to share today is probably one of the most important messages that I can share for your life. See, even though the church's needs, and I want to say that we always have needs, uh, our heart is to see each of you blessed in every area of your life. That's what my heart is. My heart is to see you have freedom and prosperity and all those good things. And I don't want anybody to miss out. And here's what I believe, that there's a joy and a freedom that comes when we understand how giving opens up the windows of heaven, how giving releases things in our life. Now, here's the truth. These are the, some of the cold, hard facts that typically when we talk about finances and, and, and people that give on a regular basis, only 25 to 30% participate in that. And I mean, that means that 70 to me or 75% of people 
are missing out on God's best in their life. That's where my heart is in this. And I believe that God wants to have a place where we all experience the full measure of his blessing. My greatest desire and the greatest desire of our church community is for experience everything that God has for you. And, but I believe this, that freedom starts in our heart. It's important to understand this. If your heart is free, you can walk through any challenge with hope. Now, here's the question. Are we living in freedom or are we under control of money or the things that it can provide? And, and I know for, uh, for a lot of situations, we, we need resources. We, we have bills to pay. We have things that we're looking at, out for. But the question that God is always asking his people is who do you trust? Do you trust in money or do you trust in him? You see, our heart and our wallet are very closely connected. You can see what's in somebody's heart. How do you, how do you feel about things? If we, we look at our, our resources as what's going to take care of us, then it's easy for us to hold on to things a little bit more. You see, how we spend or use our money is a great revealer of what's going on with us. So we want to talk about our heart motivation just here for a minute when we look at this resource. And I understand this. You see, there's a lot of things that can make us very afraid. When you have more months than money, it's very difficult. And what can happen is that we can begin to have fear, fear that we will not have enough. Fear is a terrible thing. Why? Because it focuses on the negative. If I fly, the plane might crash. You know, that's fear. If I, if I take a challenging class, if I, if I step out and do something new in my life, there's a, there's a possibility I could fail. You see, if you only focus on fear, you miss out on opportunity. If I give my money, I will not have what I need. In fact, fear can cause us to become tight-fisted and reluctant to give because we're afraid we're somehow not going to have enough. And here's the reality. If we live that way, if we let fear control us, we will get to a place where we do lack and we are scratching and clawing and we're begging and pleading for things. See, I believe when we become stingy, it eventually leads to us not having enough. And here's what I know. We're not called as Jesus followers to be controlled by fear, but to live by faith. In Hebrews 11:6, the writer says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. The Christian life is all about faith. But here's the second thing that I think we have to watch out for in our heart that we look at is that all of a sudden when we begin to think about giving, and I knew I grew up in a season of church life where these messages were, were very popular, is that, well, we, we, we give to get, that somehow if we do the right things and we, we follow the right plans and we, we do the right methods, all of a sudden it's just, it's going to be a guaranteed return on our investment. And unfortunately, we have to be careful there because that borders on what a, a very serious word called idolatry. Idolatry, what is, it? what is what happens in idolatry? Well, worshipers make sacrifices to their gods with food or activities and even money, hoping that somehow that they're going to get this special blessing, that the provision is going to come from that, that, that sacrifice. And it's an attempt to manipulate the God in order to do something great. Well, that's what I want you to know. We serve a God who's greater than any God in the universe. 
He's a living God. He's a real God. And God is really after our heart. His desire is that we do put him first and that we do give to him first above all else. You see, giving to God first is an expression of our trust and dependence upon God. Jesus deserves better than our leftovers. Would you agree with that? Why? Because he's our source. He has more than enough. He owns everything. Secondly, we we give because we're thankful for his provision, thankful for what he's done for us. It's a recognition that God, that because of him, we have what we need. Who here today woke up in in a warm house with heat? Aren't you thankful for that? Who here is thankful that you have clean water to drink? You see, we have so much to be thankful for. Who here is thankful that you have food to eat and you're going to go home and eat some more food later today? Now, I'm not saying that we don't face difficulties because we do. But there's a lot of places in the world where people do not have the blessings that we have. You see, my favorite saying is this. We don't give to get. We give to honor God. But here is the truth about God. When we honor him, he cannot help but turn around and bless us because he loves his children. See, it's the nature of the father to give to their kids. I love being around my kids. I I get excited about doing things for my kids. Why? Because I'm a dad. I love them. I want to see the best things for them. And when we put God first, here's his thing. He takes care of us, and it produces great joy in his heart to do so. You see, faith is the evidence of things hoped for and and the fulfillment of things not yet seen. So let's talk about seed. Why seed? Well, in Matthew 17, 20, Jesus made this statement. He replied, they were, they were asking him about why they didn't see a, a, a miracle occur. And he said, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here and it will be, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. You see, mustard seeds are some of the smallest seeds known to man. In fact, they're they're, they're almost hard to see. But here's the reality of a mustard seed and why Jesus talked about the, the mustard seed. It produced one of the largest trees in the Middle East. Mustard seed trees are ginormous. And when a mustard tree grew, it had the ability to provide uh, protection for birds and animals and shade for people in a very hot region of the, the, of the earth. The thing about seeds that makes them so special is that seeds can push through the hardest ground. In fact, certain plants can b- break through pavement and concrete. Who here has ever had weeds? You're like, how did that weed grow in my driveway? You know, nothing else would grow there, but it somehow broke through. I'm amazed at the places of where I've had to, even in my own uh, yard, remove grass. You see, when faith is released, here's what we need to understand. When faith is released, it can push through the hardest places, the most difficult situations. You see, I've been... uh, um, when, When the soil is right, the seed has the ability to also multiply. It's hard to estimate the potential of a seed. 
Did you know that one seed can produce 20 to 100 times its own value? See, I believe that we're going to come back to this here in a little bit. So we overcome fear by releasing faith. We release faith and overcome fear when we declare through our actions that God is bigger. Fear causes us to shrink back, to hold back and become self-focused. But we break out of the fear cycle by releasing faith. And we release faith when we respond, when we give because, we, because giving is an act of faith. Now there are times when I know we, rest, we, we, we wrestle to respond with faith and, it, faith and it can become difficult, but when we do, God responds. Now I want to talk about when we talk about giving and we talk about our money being like seed, there are four types of giving in the Bible, and we've probably all heard about these in different places. The first type of giving that's mentioned is the giving of the tithe, or giving back to God the first 10% of our income. As Jesus followers, we know that everything we have really belongs to God. This is not my money, it's his money. Who here would agree with me? that everything we have belongs to God. And here's what he asks of us. He asks of us to give back the first 10% of what is actually his. And, and I, I don't want us to do an example here today. I, I brought with me today $50. Who today could use 50 bucks? It would really help you. Who wants to come up here and grab this $50 from me? Now, my wife... My wife is not eligible for this example. Peter, could you give this to, to Suzanne here today? So I'm going to give Suzanne $50. Now here's the, the thing. Suzanne, stay right there real quick. Now I'm giving you this money. Was that my money? Well, it's God's money, but did I give you it out of my pocket? Okay, I'm pretending I'm God for a minute, all right? Just so we don't get too confused here. I'm not... This is an example. But if I said to Suzanne, I said, okay, I'm going to give you that $50. Here's all I'm asking you is that you take $5 of that and you, 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 take me, you, you buy me a coffee or something like that. Would that be a fair deal? Absolutely. Okay, the rest is yours. You can do what you please. This is my gift to you. You see, that is what the tithe is like. Thank you, Suzanne. Let's give her a hand. She can sit down here. You see, we sometimes misunderstand things. We, we, we receive resources and we get so attached to it. We're like, well, this is mine, this is mine. And yet God's saying, no, I am your provider. As a follower of Jesus, that is our number one thing we have to understand when it comes to finances. God is our provider. And he has his ways. And he says, look, if you, if you honor me with the tithe, I will bring blessing into your life. But here's another type of giving that's mentioned in the Bible. It's called the giving or offering of, or sowing of seed. And there were times in the Bible where they would give of things. And so seed was, a, was looking at taking something that was small or a part of something that we own and investing it or planting it into different things. Now, the Israelites, who the Bible was uh, originally addressing in a lot of these places, lived in a very agricultural society. And so seed was everything. And they understood that some of the seed that they were given had to be planted. And I'm going to come back to that in a minute. So what does seed offering look like for us? Well, it's giving into the vision or the future of the church to things. It's giving as an act of celebration or thanksgiving. There's a lot of times you can plant seed. It's giving into an investment into mission or missions. 
It can, it's giving to f- release faith and blessing. It's planting seed. And that's what we're going to talk about here today is planting our seed. Now, there was also mention in the Bible, the third type of giving was the giving of the first fruits. They would take the very first of anything they had and they would offer it as a blessing to God. Now, I know businesses that have done this. Maybe their first sale, they say, you know what, the first sale we have I'm going to give it to either the church or I'm going to give it to a, a charitable organization. It could be a first paycheck, a, a first birth. They were in the Bible, they were, they were required to give the first of certain things to see that the kingdom of God move forward. And then there's the giving of alms. And this is what's in there. What is alms? Well, that's giving to people who are in need. Who would say there's a lot of people in need in the world right now? There's a lot of needs that are out there. And one of the things that we're called to do is to give to people in need. Now, here's what's interesting. If you really study the scripture, that was the one offering in the Bible that was not supposed to be publicized or talked about, is what you did secretly. And I keep hitting, running into my bench here today. That we were to, to do that as just an act of honoring God. Now, here's what I want to believe today, us to believe for. None of us can outgive God when we give by faith. And today we're sharing about the power of our seed, our seed offering. You know, you see, we have to remember, as I shared to that most people understood agriculture. And because of that, they were immersed in farming and, and, and they were immersed in, in making sure that they had crops. And what they understood was this, that no matter how much you, you produced, how much your crops produced in one year, you had to do a few things. You first of all had to make sure that you set some aside for planting. And usually they would look for their best. Why? Because they knew that by taking their best, they would be able to plant that and it would produce even greater crops in the next year. You see, you couldn't eat all of it. You had to make sure that you put it in the ground. And the thing that they understood, and the reason why I believe that Jesus talked about our faith being like a mustard seed was this, is because planting seed is something that is supernatural. You know, you put a seed in the ground. You cover it up. Anybody ever do that in a uh, biology class? Uh, maybe you have your gardens. You do things. You put it in the ground. It's, it, it's, it's a miracle. You, you plant it. And what happens? Well, you, you look, you wait. You put water on it, but you hope that it's going to grow. You see, I believe this, that in order to produce more seed, they had to plant their seed for the next season. They had to save some in order for it to produce more. And for them, their seed was like currency. Planting seed represented faith and sacrifice because seed is something that is supernatural. They understood if there was not enough seed for planting... Or if the seed was not planted, there would not be a harvest for the next season. It requires our faith to plant our seed. You see, the Bible says that unless a seed goes into the ground and dies, it will not produce fruit. Now, when I was growing up, one of my grandparents had a, had, had a great big garden. They had an acre and a half of land. And we would plant potatoes, and I planted potatoes with them. And to produce seed, we would take perfectly good potatoes, place them in the closet for a little while, and after a couple weeks in the darkness, eyes or seed would begin to form on potatoes. Who's ever left potatoes too long and they begin to sprout off these things, these shoots or eyes? 
And before planting, my grandfather would help Cut, would help by cutting the potato in half or thirds, and each place would have each piece would have an eye, and he would put it in the ground, and it would be planted in the ground for three months until mature potato plants would form. Now, here's what was cool: one of those seeds, one of those pieces of potato, could produce 20 to 25 pounds of potatoes, depending on how large the potatoes became. There's great potential and multiplication in the seed, especially if it is planted in good soil. Jesus used this example of seed to relate to giving or generosity. He says, give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. You see, the market traders understood this, that when people came, they would, people would come, they would measure out seed for people to, to use, and they would, they would need to make sure that it was given with the exact weight. You know, these people were very, very particular about how they did things. So whether it was grain or rice or, or, or whatever it is that was producing, people would come to them and they would trade things, and so they'd have to make sure that the scales were exactly right that it was the right amount. And so these people were really particular. And yet Jesus, when he talks, begins to talk about, hey, when you invest and you use, you trade your seed for my supernatural power and my plans that I have for you, when you plant with faith, God says, I want to pour back over you and into you to where we don't worry about the measurement being just right. I'm going to pour it out over you. And, and if somebody could bring up my, my little um, kit here, in fact, Jan, why don't you come up on stage here just for a minute? I brought this in earlier today, and there were some kids that were like, hey, are we playing games in, in church today? Now, this is my storehouse. No, I need you to stay where you're at. And so I want to give you this, when the Bible talks about how God pours back into us when we, we trust him with our giving and our generosity. And so... Here's Jan, she's going to carry this. And the Bible just talks about how God just begins to put back into our hands and he just keeps pouring it out in us. Do you have any pockets or anything? I don't think you do today. Come on, can you just make yourself bigger? Because there's so much more that I want to give you because of the blessings that I want to... You got to keep holding on to it here, okay? You see, we could actually, if I want... No, I'm not going to dump the whole... Thank you. You see, God... When God wants to... Says to us that when we put our trust and our faith with him and we plant our seed, he says, I will pour back in over your life my blessings. Remember what I said before, we don't give to get. We give to glorify God. But when we glorify God... He cannot help but pour out his blessing upon us. You see, he doesn't want to just give us a little bit. He wants to give us abundance. He wants to give us more than what we need. In Matthew 6, 33, Jesus says, Seek first the kingdom of God and my righteousness and all other things will be added to you. You see, when we put God first, he can't help but bless us. And so as we look at planting our seed God wants to bless us. You see, here's what the 
Solomon wrote in Proverbs chapter 11, in verses 24 to 25, he said, There is one who scatters, yet increases even more. And there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. I'm telling you folks today that generosity, that giving is the key to releasing more of God's favor and blessing upon your life. You see in verse 25, he says, the generous soul will be made rich and he who waters will also himself be watered. Why? Because God loves to spoil his children. I want you to listen for a moment of a testimony of what God has done in one of our fellow members here in our church. Let's listen to this for a few minutes here. Hi, my name is Greg Hatton-Fernley, and I attend Eastside Church with my wife, Sandra. I um, gave my life to Christ when I was 41, which is 21 years ago. And uh, over time, uh, my, uh, my original thoughts about money was like, I hold it like this, it's mine. And I gave what I thought I should give. And when I first um, um, started thinking about tithing, I knew to tithe, but I, I was this way with my money. I, I just kept it with me. And I gave what I thought was okay. That's, that's where it started. And now I have changed my entire view that it is not my money. And I hold it like this. And, and it's all in how you look at what we've been given because it's not mine, it's God's. And, and I'm a steward of it. And the better steward I am of that money, that means the better my resources get used by God that he provided to me in the first place for other things that, are, uh, that he's concerned about. Over time, I, I, my, my heart started to change, but it really changed when I went into um, the mission field. And how I got into the mission field was when I was in the Navy, I had traveled to several uh, countries in the 1040 window where there's a lot of poverty. And I used to do always, I was the typical tourist, I went everywhere and I saw the poverty and, and I thought I can start doing something and what I can do is I can take computers and I can take shoes for children. And I collected shoes and, and, and everybody helped me out. And I ended up going um, at Christmas time all the time. And on Boxing Day, they decided to hand out these shoes in one of the poorest areas of Mexico that I was attending. And this little girl, who was about three foot nothing, <laughs> in a beautiful pink dress, like it, it had to be her best dress, showed up for the giving out of the shoes. And, and she, she comes up to me and, and I, she, she, um, uh, I, speak, I spoke a little bit of Spanish back then and she said, where's my shoes? I, I, I understood that. And so I went to the girls that were helping them and they, she, she gave me her name and I gave it to them and they gave me the shoes and I gave them to her. And she opened them up and, and she instantly had the biggest and brightest smile you could ever see on a little girl. And, and it just, it was just broke my heart because she was so happy. 
she got a brand new pair of shoes and she put them on her feet with the help of the little girl. She ran around going, Nuevos Zavatos, Nuevos Mamama, Nuevos Zavatos. And, and she gets over there, then she takes them off her feet and shows them to her mom. Just, just puts them out there. And it, oh my gosh, it, it is the cutest and the saddest thing in the same moment. And that's where I started to learn that, that it's how my heart is and if it's breaking my heart, it breaks the heart of God. And, and that also started me thinking that this has to change with how I tithe. Yes, I'm giving my time and talent, but I'm not really giving my money. So what changed to change my heart about giving was I, from uh, Pastor Todd and another pastor in the church, um, I learned a little bit more about what tithing is, what it truly is, and and what's at the core of it. And and it's, it's we are a steward of His money, and we are to to when our heart breaks for something, that's also what breaks the heart of God, like that little girl, and. Um, we're to go and, and help solve that for God. And um, I just realized that I didn't have the right look at how, how and why we tithe. And, and it's important that your heart sees what breaks the heart of God to give you that heart to see that what he's given to us as, as treasures, we can now give back to God's work, which gives you a huge amount of joy. And you get some blessings from it too. Uh, after I started being obedient with that, halfway through the year, one of my investments I thought I might have to write off. I might not ever get anything from it. And we got an offer. And it was going to be a life-changing amount of money. And um, Right in the middle of, of this year, um, somebody approached me for a new job. And I got a job that, that was paying me more money than I had right now. And, and it was just like amazing. It's, it's when, when you are obedient to what God calls you to do, um, I used to think nothing happened. And then this year, it's been radical. It does happen. And it can happen to me or you or anyone else. I just, I, I just got to a point where I, I was broken for, I was doing this wrong for so many years. I, I, I just couldn't believe that I didn't get it. I, I consider myself a smart person, but I still didn't get it. And I fell down and got on my knees and I repented to God and said, I'm sorry, I wasn't doing it right. And I'm going to do it now, right now. And I, I'm doing it because I want to do it. And it has nothing to do with any blessings or anything. I just understand now my heart is aligned with God's heart when it comes to this. Anyone would love to help somebody if they could. And we in North America can. God is good, isn't he? He's a big God. Amen. Let's thank God for that testimony. You know, that's a real, real person here that God just has showed them some things. And 
changed perspective. And I believe that God wants us to understand that he loves us and is here to help us and strengthen us. But it comes from honoring him and God's principles work. God acts according to his principles, sowing and reaping. First the natural, then the spiritual. You see, first we step out in faith and then God responds to our faith. Not the other way around. I know that there are many people like, man, if, if I just receive more blessing, when that happens, I will begin to sow seed. I'll begin to plant what God has given me. God's saying, no, I want you to step out. Let me show you that I'm powerful by putting me first. See, Michael Carl makes this statement, Christians are not consumers. We are contributors. We don't watch, we engage. We give, we sacrifice, we encourage we pray by laying on of the hands on the hurting. We do life together. And that's my heart today is that God wants to bless your life. And he blesses it when we do life together. You see, again, I believe this. There is a time for sowing and a time for reaping. Today is a time for planting. I want to encourage you that today is a day where we get to exercise our faith together. We want to break the power of fear and release faith. You see, I believe this. He who plants generously will reap a harvest and will reap very generously. Again, Matthew 17, 20. Truly, I tell you the truth. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. You see, one of the things that I believe that I want to see happen for Eastside City Church is that we get to have one of these Sundays each and every year. That it's something we look forward to, not something we dread. Because I believe God wants us to celebrate together his miracles. You see, I'm believing for a miracle offering today. Something that goes beyond our expectations and into the supernatural. So I'm believing that God wants each and every one of us to participate and so to ask the Lord what it is that you could do in planting some seed and believing for it. You see, I believe that we're going to move some mountains here today because I believe Jesus can do miracles. You see, there are great needs. I, I say this as this church we're going to celebrate next Sunday, 30 years of being in this building. Who's thankful that we have a building that's 30 years? I want to tell you some great things. Over that 30 years, we've been able to pay this off. We don't have any debt. We don't have anything on that. And I think that is a miracle. But the Lord, there's a lot of things that need to be done. There are roofs that need to be fixed. Steeples, I don't know if you noticed that steeple is about falling down on the front of our church. We could really use some significant money to improve this building and make sure that it's ready for the next generation. Probably about $500,000 if we did everything. It's a big number, but I believe we serve a bigger God. I believe that, I don't know if you know this, that Memorial Drive is about ready to expand all the way through to past uh, East Hills and towards Chestermere. It means that we're going to go from this sleepy little neighborhood to a busy, busy intersection. I believe there's things that God wants to do so that we can get ready for more people coming to this house. 
we have opportunities. Uh, our our uh, many ministry areas need computers and other tools. Those are wonderful things, resources to go to the nations for our missions and missionaries. We're believing to, to go to some things in the new year. We're uh, looking to go to Kenya and other places with, with people for ministry. Here's what I, what I want you to know, that, but I also believe as a church we're called to plant seed. And so here's some of the things that we're going to do with whatever people give over this next season towards our Seed Sunday stuff, 10% of what is given is going to go directly to our missions and missionaries. We're going to give back out of it. Secondly, 10%, another 10% is going to go towards our passion for compassion. That is where we do our lightest star, where we buy Christmas gifts for needy children and help families that are in need. We're going to make sure that people have food and things that they need over Christmas and so much more. You see, I believe that we're all called to be generous and that God wants to do incredible things with us today. You see, I believe that God is here today and he wants to encourage us to be generous in what we're doing. And so I'm going to invite Pastor Peter to come on up here today and he's going to try to get through my mess of, of uh, balls that I made here as part of our press down, pour down, over together. But I want to thank you for giving your time and your attention here today. And God bless you as you continue to walk by faith in serving him. Thank you, Pastor Todd. As we come uh, to the close of our service, I just want to walk us through just practically how we can go about giving our gifts and sowing into uh, our Seed Sunday today. And so, uh, first of all, we just want to consider in our hearts what it is that we want to give, as Pastor Todd has shared, that this is a, a special offering uh, that we're choosing to participate in, that we're taking some seeds, some of what we have, and choosing to plant it in faith, believing that God is going to use it above and beyond uh, our regular giving to do something special and incredible in our church that's going to support our missionaries and works that are happening around the world, as well as sowing into our community and those who are in need in a difficult season. And so there's a number of ways that we can uh, go about doing this, uh, as we're going to next week celebrate 30 years of being in this building. Uh, if you've been around for a long time, you might remember that there was once a time when it was a time for offering where we would get up out of our seats and we would walk around in a circle and we'd bring our gifts up to the front. Uh, we're not doing that today. But the way that we can give our gifts this morning is uh, through our info counter that's available uh, in the lobby underneath the staircase. Uh, you can stop by there and you can get an envelope. And if you're looking to give specifically for our seed offering, then please just write Seed Sunday on that envelope so that we make sure that it goes to there. Uh, if you're giving online today, and for those that are watching online, you can go to our website, eastsidecitychurch.ca. We have a giving link that's available there. And so you can give with a credit card, or if you want to give with PayPal, that's available for you as well. And then uh, we just ask that you would, in our online giving, you can select to give to Seed Sunday. And so you just want to select that as an option to make sure 
that your gift is going there. And so uh, for myself and for my family, for our regular giving, that goes to the general fund that is for just meeting the, the needs and the, all the regular expenses that we have in the church and all of the, the main kind of area that our giving goes into. But for something like this, we want to make sure that we're indicating Seed Sunday as a special gift that we're giving above our regular gifts as we're sowing into this in faith, believing in what God's doing. And so uh, as you prayerfully consider in your heart what it is that you would like to do to give, uh, you can do that either here in person or by simply going online. And if you have our church app, uh, which is available on all of our smartphones, that we can go to the app store and search for Church Center, and you can find our church through the Church Center app, and it makes it really simple to give through the app after you've just uh, signed up. Uh, that's how I give all of my giving. It goes through my phone, and I can do that uh, through a credit card. It makes it really simple. Oftentimes, when we come to special offerings and gifts, one of the questions that people have is, uh, is there a better way to give? Like, what's the best way for the church to receive the gift? Is it better if it's in cash, or is a check better, or is it better if you're using a credit card? Everybody kind of sometimes wants to know, is there a better way to do it? Uh, and the thing we always say is, whatever works the best for you to be able to give is the best way. There's fees that are for everything. If you're giving in cash, there's still fees that the bank is going to have. Uh, if you have a credit card, there's going to be fees. So it's really whatever works best for you to give today. And so we don't want there to be anything that hinders anyone in their ability to give and to be generous. Well, as we come to the end uh, of our time here, can we just close our eyes and just pray about what God is going to do? And can we even just picture in our minds, just picture that seed being planted into the ground and how we don't really know what that seed, uh, what sort of a harvest is going to come from that seed. But as uh, people of faith, we're believing that God is going to do good things, that God is going to use the gifts that are being given today to produce a harvest that's going to impact our own lives, but more importantly, it's going to impact the lives of others, those around the world, those in our communities, those who we may never meet or get to know, and yet there's going to be an impact from the gifts that are given. And so, Jesus, we just, even just from our hearts, God, we consider our seed, God, that we present to you. God, our, our gifts that we are, are choosing to give, God, as an act of faith to plant, God, into this house, God, knowing that it's going to impact, God, those who are in need in a difficult season, God, that it's going to impact those who are serving you around the world through our missionaries. And God, we thank you that it's going to have an impact even in our own lives and in our own families as we step out in faith and trust you and believe you even in a difficult and uncertain time. And God, we just present these things to you, God, as your children, God, knowing that you are our good father, and we praise you and celebrate what you're doing in Jesus' name.